Hello and welcome to How Could This Be Right? I'm your host, Victoria Lutzhoft, and it feels so good to be here with you all today. This episode is amazing. You're in for a real treat. So turn it up, get comfortable, and let's dive in. All right, you guys, this episode blows me away. I am so grateful for our guest today, my former coach, Kate Scudder. This woman is so generous with her stories, never before told stories of of insane experiences, real life moments. I I felt like I was witnessing uh transformational church. I was in transformational church in this session. We had such a great time and I wanted you to know a little bit more about Kate and who she is before we dive into today's episode and also tell you that this month's masterclass, our monthly masterclass, is all about money and expanding your capacity and it goes perfectly with the conversation that Kate and I have today. So if you want to get in the room with me, it is the best way to know more about me, how I work, who I am, and the mission I am here to create in this world, which is to have turned on women creating millions of dollars and creating millions of impact in the world and I'm so yeah excited to have Kate's backing over the last year and a half of her coaching and sisterhood to propel me and I'll be sharing all about that in my accidental six-figure year. You get half off your first month when you use the code HCTBR so head to the link in the show notes below if you desire to join us. Kate Scudder is a high school teacher turned Forbes featured seven-figure business coach for women entrepreneurs. Kate is a TEDx speaker, host of her podcast, Born to Rise, and an internationally recognized online business expert, as well as a loving mama-to-be. She has two, one on the way, so freaking excited, and wife to Toby. Kate's mission is to empower 10 million driven, bold-hearted women to uncover their zone of genius and use it to create a profitable, purpose-driven business that changes the world. Her work has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, Business Insider, among several other publications. You can find her inside her free Facebook community, The Radiant Entrepreneur, where she shares weekly free trainings and content for her community or on her website, kate.co, and uh, on Instagram, obviously. So all the links are below in the show notes. You guys really do not want to miss this one, so turn it up. Get your notepad out, because there are golden nuggets flying out of this episode like crazy. Cannot wait. Enjoy. I'm so grateful for my guest today, Kate Scudder, a woman I did not know existed <laughs> two years ago at this time, but having been in your space intimately for a whole year and, and obviously staying connected since our work together, I for those of you who you know don't know or haven't heard of Kate, she is an amazing coach and mother and woman and I had the opportunity of being in her rise mastermind from 2020 the end of 2020 to the end of 2021 I think it was mm-hmm. about yep. the time I joined so welcome Kate to the how could this be right podcast thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me Vic I'm so pumped to be here so one of my favorite ways to kick off these conversations and it's always fun because I have no idea what people are going to say but what's relevant for you right now what's up what's the most exciting thing that you're yeah focused on right now oh such a great question it's so different from like I mean I'm happy to answer like tell me how you began but it's like what's up how you doing um I love that I was actually okay I'm just gonna like 
say the thing. I was literally lo just looking at you because we're obviously on Zoom recording this in your AirPods. And I was like, oh, I really need to go to the mall to get my AirPods fixed because my AirPods aren't working. So I'm just over here being the mom. I've got Ella by myself this afternoon. So we're having a girl's date. So we're going to go to Whole Foods and uh, we're going to go to the mall. So thank you for that little visual cue reminder by wearing your AirPods that it's one of the zillion things on my list that just, you know, got pushed down to the bottom. But um, no, Vic, you know, what's like really most alive for me right now is just, I mean, I'm a couple weeks away from going into my third trimester, super prego, and just kind of in this little bit of like identity WTFness of like, oh my God, I'm about to have another baby what like the newborn phase again what and it's so wild how you just like how quick it goes and everybody says that and I heard a zillion million mm. moms say that but now to be like oh right newborn that's a that mm. is a while ago even though it feels like a blink of an eye ago so that's what mm. is most present for me is just like prepping my life for this arrival of a new being I feel like my whole body just exhaled when you're like, I need to go to the mall and get my AirPods fixed. And you just, you know, it's, it's just one of the things I so admire about you is like your realness and your willingness to be like, to be human and to be seen in your humanness. You know, I'll never forget. We, we'll probably get there. We're like some of our last coaching calls together of, of the container and we were like talking about what presents we were shopping for our husbands and then like yeah. a biz strategy over here and yeah I really value that about you and in my experience from motherhood you kind of have to like let the yet you, you let it go like you let that give a shit kind of <laughs> carrying totally. holding up the you know faux what's he like like the vanity of like this is what my polished life looks like and it's like this is just this is it. This is what's up. This is what's totally. real. It's it. And you know, it's so interesting. I've been having this conversation with a lot of different women, a lot of clients, just especially successful women who feel like afraid almost to show that part of their world or their life on social media. I haven't been doing as much behind the scenes content on like stories and stuff like I used to. That is so not strategic. That is literally just like I am when I'm not like producing stuff or coaching clients. I am just hands on with a toddler. I think I've shared with you that we are in the process also not only of this pregnancy, but Toby is like full steam ahead. Toby's my husband. For those of you listening, hi, welcome to my life. I'm just like, Toby, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah. we're renovating a house and are pr planning to move in by the middle of May. And so he is like gone most days, wow. like six in the morning, gets back at six 30 or seven at night. And so it is like a full-time mode over here for me as a mama. And so anyway, I'm not I just am like, I've got my hands so full that I'm not like filming what's happening behind the scenes. But I think it's so important to acknowledge, like you can be a badass, like sexy bitch who's like making moves, making millions, doing all the damn things. And also, you know, have to go to the freaking mall to get your AirPods fixed or have to go <laughs> grocery shopping. Like we all have to, you know, live a life as well. And get stuff done and, and move along. And I think it's so important to remember that, you know, people are so much more than just the polished squares that you see on Instagram. Well, I love that you brought up Instagram because that's how we met. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I was sharing today and this episode will obviously let air after today and say it's March 4th. That would be pretty crazy though. If it was just like instant. Yeah. Quick turn around. Show me that. Yeah. Time. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was speaking to, and I think what I was speaking about was trusting yourself. And that is something that I have had the privilege of practicing through in my investment with you, which was the biggest investment I'd made in myself, you know, ever, maybe besides like flying across the world to, you know, stalk my man who ended up becoming my husband, but that's, you know, another story. Also a great decision. <laughs> yes. Also a great investment of time, that time. Right. But the thing that I, the thing that I um, was speaking about was like, okay, Instagram and trusting yourself and like how, yes, there is a lot of polish. There is a lot of 
presented, but there is still, you are still able to feel into the realness of the human that's coming through from behind those squares. And like I said, I, in the beginning, you know, I didn't know who you were a week before I think we had a call and, and I decided to join Rise. And from my perspective, that is an undeniable like gift to practice. And I know that's the place that you've led yourself through time and time and time again. So I would yeah, I would love to hear of like how you've strengthened your self-trust and and as the years have come and gone in your business and like what, yeah, what what it means to yeah. trust yourself. Oh, it's such a great question. And I love that you're bringing this up. I literally did a post about that this week about like, it, it was it framed a little bit differently, but because this is something that is coming up with a lot of my clients right now of like this desire to attract really self-trusting women, women who are self-led women who can be a complete stranger to you a week ago and then show up on your doorstep, AKA your DMS and be like, yup. Mm -hmm. Hi. I know this and I will never forget Vic. I had, there was one spot left in rise at the time. And you were like in my DMS, like knock, knock Kate. Like that is my spot. I know we're talking in like two, but you know, I just want you to know that spot is mine. And I was like, fuck yes. This girl knows what she is about and what she's after and what she's here for. And like, it's so interesting. So I think that there's almost like two sides of the coin, right? One is like, how do we cultivate that quality in ourselves? And one is, and that frankly is the precedent for being able to call in and attract more of those women is when we are embodied in that self-trust, that is the frequency actually that you were attracted to is like, and sure, like having a business and having a baby and like making a million and whatever, like all of those things at that point were really attractive, but it was that quality. It was that feeling state. Mm -hmm. It was that values alignment. It was that connection. And that is the most important thing. And I know for myself, that self-trust muscle, I have been practicing, I mean, long before being an entrepreneur, but certainly in entrepreneurship, I, I think a big part of cultivating that comes back to what our relationship is with risk and mm -hmm. how we view risk and how we think about our decisions um, and, and really moving from a, what do I have to lose here? What do I, as in like, oh my God, like, well, if this investment goes bad or I'm, I'm spending this money, I'm wasting this money, I could be putting this money into a car or a house or a this or a that and feeling like somehow guilty or apologetic about investing it in ourselves. I think it's so essential that to cultivate a really deep sense of self-trust that we truly start to view ourselves as our own biggest asset. And it's so interesting. I'm teaching a money program right now called Minted. And literally yesterday I delivered the module, a module on wealth leadership and money habits. And we were talking about asset classes. We were like really nerding out about the specifics of investment and how we diversify our wealth and what it looks like to have not just cash assets, but, and liquid assets, but assets in all these other areas. And one of the places that you don't hear any financial advisors talking about that I defined as its own asset class is really yourself and your business. And I think because any kind of asset whether it is like commodity, it's gold or silver, or it's crypto or it's real estate, right? Any sort of asset class that we invest in outside of cash is hopefully designed to give you a return on your investment. Even if you're holding money in, you know, a savings account or whatever, like you're getting a tiny amount of interest. The idea is by keeping it in that particular bank, you're going to get some kind of return for it. When we look at the return on investment potential, and this is this goes so far beyond just your business, so just go, roll with me here. Like the return on investment potential, not just in form of, of cash, but also cash, but in terms of inner development, in terms of networking opportunities, in terms of new relationships that you will form with other people, and in terms of the new relationship that you will create in yourself is probably the highest yielding asset class that you could possibly put your wealth into. And I mean, this is not just like, if you join this program and you're super like decided, you will get this result. Although that happens all of the freaking time. And I know for you, Vic, like very shortly after you joined Rise, you had like your biggest freaking launch to date at that point. And it was 
insane. And that sure was, yes, you were like had support, you were in the program, but the very decision of trusting yourself in the way that you did activated a frequency within you that generated those results. Right. And so I think it's so important when we start to think about cultivating more trust within ourselves that we really recognize that there is so much more to be lost by not activating that trust and not taking that risk. There's so much more to be lost and there is literally everything to be gained. And as I said before, you know, this applies so far beyond business. I love that you just shared that story about like flying to see Anders and I mean, huge risk, right? No guarantee of it working out expensive, but like, hello, now he's your baby daddy and you're married. Like, (laughs) you know, and I have the exact same, I mean, different version, but exact same story with Toby. Like, total freaking risk, moved my whole life to the other side of the world, canceled multiple airline tickets. Like there was expense. There was, this could be crazy. Mm. There was, wouldn't it make more sense to do something else? And yet when you feel and you follow that instinct and you know, the return on investment potential, again, not just in the form of cash, but in the form Mm. of connection in the form of just unfolding of your highest life potential is so extraordinary. I just forgot I was interviewing you on a podcast and was just like, I feel like I had the blow dryer on me. That was just like, yes, <laughs> Well, that's the great. best compliment I've ever gotten. Thank you. <laughs> but I love that you connect the exercise of taking risks to the outcome of self-trust, because I think so often we, it's like manifest your dream life, or, you know, I had so much aversion to manifestation and all of these things that like, feel passive felt passive to me before you know getting to understand them deeper and before really walking myself through that journey it is not something you can learn from the outside so I would love to hear when was the last big risk you took and how did you lead yourself through that Yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, big and small, literally on a weekly basis. But um, the last big risk that I took was literally, I mean, okay, so there's like kind of a compound, but um, buying the house that we just bought. So we uh, in 2000 and what even year are we 2023 right now 2021. We went to Australia for three months, we fell in love with a piece of land. And our intention was to go because Toby, for those of you guys who don't know, is Australian. We got to go in there when the country was still open. We were there from like January, end of January to the end or beginning of April, mid-April, whatever, whatever the three-month window was. So I think it was like mid-April that we got back. And then very shortly after thereafter, Australia closed its borders. But while we were there, we found this beautiful piece of land that we had this whole, it's a hundred acres. It's like on has a body of water on it it's just absolutely paradise like it's it's really a Mm. rare piece of land and so we bought it and had this whole vision to build out you know a farm and multiple properties and a retreat venue and just had this whole vision for everything it was going to be and then Australia changed its requirements for coming and leaving the country and anyway for a bunch of different reasons it just felt absolutely not right not least of which is that we literally couldn't get in but even Toby as an Australian citizen so anyway we were like okay well this piece of land is still gorgeous it's still an amazing investment it's still something that we want to have in our portfolio you know Toby being Aussie it was really important to us to own land over there but pivot, like we're not going to live there. So what are we going to do? And so that set us out on this journey to find a property here in Maine, where we live in the States. And so really the second half of 2021 was calling in our dream property. And actually Vic, I'll share this story. I haven't shared this publicly anywhere else, but we found another piece. We found another house, which was more expensive. So it was like, I think it was 1.4. Four, maybe the listing price was 1.5 selling price ended up being around 1.4. We were like ready to go on this, put down earnest money where it was 27. I think it was, it was either 23 or 27 acres on the river. Like it was paradise. It was absolutely unbelievable. And 
while we were under contract and like about ready to sign and execute the contract, I found out that I was pregnant with our second baby. And we also found out during that time of just like all the inspections and whatever, that there was a bunch of deferred maintenance, not even aesthetic. So we wanted to make a ton of like, you know, modernizing aesthetic upgrades, but just deferred maintenance on the home that there was going to be close to half a million dollars of cash required, you know, deferred maintenance costs to do this. And I started to like talking about the self-trust and the inner compass, like that is the one that leads our family is like my inner trust and knowing, and obviously Toby's as well, but like as the mama bear, like just that gut knowing and what started to feel like stretchy and expansive and like, so right quickly with those two new pieces of information of like, I'm carrying our second baby. And there are like probably a million dollars of cash expenses in addition to the cost of the house that be between like maintenance and aesthetic that we wanted to make. And I just started to feel like this isn't it anymore. And so it was so freaking late in the game to turn things around. And it just became clear, like we need to do something else. Like this is not working. And we were past the point of being able to get our earnest money back. So it was like $15,000 that we lost. And that was a risk that I took of speaking that truth and saying that thing. And we lost that money. And, but you know, I don't actually view it just like any investment that doesn't go the way that you want in your business. We can either have the story of like that coach or that program did that to me, like, or that, you know, deal, you know, did that to me. But I'm like, no, that was such that, 15 grand symbolizes such a lesson for me in number one, it would have cost a hell of a lot more to go through with it. Cause I said I would, but knowing that it wasn't the right thing anymore, but it was, that was the risk that we ran. And so we walked away, we opened the space for something new to come through and the home that we now bought. So we went under contract at the end of 2021, executed the contract in the first couple of weeks of this year and are truly building out. It's a little smaller. Um, the house is is quite big and there's multiple like dwellings on the property, but it's 11 acres. So it's a little bit more manageable and it is just perfect for us. And we're able to do all of the stuff that we want to do. But that also was a risk in terms of just being like, cool, million dollar house. Yep. Okay. We'll do that. Woo. There's a mortgage that I didn't know that I was going to have like, boom, we're going to do that. We're going to do that and keep the property in Australia. And we're going to build out these other things. And so I guess what I'm saying is like these investments in more of my personal life, which definitely have some business, you know, quality to them and like monetization opportunities that we're already leveraging, which is so exciting. Um, but there is a risk anytime we decide to go bigger, anytime we decide to put skin in the game, money down and like really embody a new identity. And for me, there, this was such an identity upgrade and shift from like, and, and I don't mean to say just as in like, that is not incredible in and of itself, but like, just like a, a business coach and a CEO to an investor, to a multi like property investor internationally, like there's been so many internal upgrades for me. And there's definitely been moments where I'm like, do I know what I'm doing? Am I in over my head? But, you know, I just keep coming back to like, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I've been so guided in this process. I have everything I need to make these investments yield a return in all areas. And it is, it is, exhilarating. It's definitely felt overwhelming and scary at times, but it's also so exciting. And I think that that same principle and process applies elsewhere in business. And that is all happening. I'll share this like simultaneously with making some of the biggest cash investments in my business that we've ever made in September. I took on another risk of, of upgrading and hiring our OBM and promoting her to a full-time director of operations, our first W2 employee, like total upgrade, total risk, like a lot more financial commitment on my end, but also just such a commitment and devotion to the business and knowing that her role is really allowing us to expand how many women and lives that we can touch through our work, you know, making a 70 plus thousand $75,000 investment for the year for one of my coaches, um, making a five multi five figure investment for another one. And that's just in the business and then personal coaches. So 
all of this investment in terms of real estate is also happening simultaneously with a lot of circulation of money and investment in the business as well. And, you know, every time we put money in the game and have skin in the game, there's always a feeling of like, whoo, this is an activation. But I also know that every time I do that, it's in alignment with the growth that I desire and the resonance that I feel for what I'm creating. Like the return is always extraordinary. So yeah, I would say it's, it's literally ongoing. We're like making payments on the houses every single week. And last month we, you know, when I sent over, I just like wired my coach a multi five figure balance for that 70 plus K investment for the year. It's like, yeah, I feel that. I totally feel that. And I have like retrained my brain to go from like, Oh fuck, like it's leaving my account. The money's gone to oh no, that money, like I still possess that wealth. I'm just actively investing it in this person or in this property. Mm -hmm. And that is such a beautiful shift that has freed up so much power and potential inside of me. I love that. Wow. Thank you for sharing that whole story and taking us all on the journey of poverty and international poverty investing and, and the surprises. And I think that, you know, I, I, what I hear is just like your your willingness to to honor what feels true within you has never failed you. And the only way that you can continue to trust that is to like continue to trust that, right? Is to yes. continue to fall, to continue to yes. like not you're not like you are not somebody who I see it's like, oh, I'm at this level. Like you could very easily just like stop all of that, like, Mm -hmm. and be fine. And and maybe at one point you will, or maybe not. Right. But like, it's like having that awareness and that, like, I see this in myself and it's, and it's like, it's our responsibility to push the edge, to stretch the envelope, to try it on. Right. Especially as, as mothers of young girls, you know, that was, for me, like, I was like, I got to go for this then. <laughs> like, I got to be willing to live wild and and try it on. If nothing else, then to say to my daughter that she can do it too, if she wants, right? hundred percent. It's so true. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that actually in a different way, but like just with Ella this morning, like they are learning from us in such a big way. And it's one thing to teach them to you know, I was, I follow a lot of like on Instagram, it's like industry people. And then like mommy and like nature play accounts. Like those are like the two things that I have on my Instagram and Instagram definitely knows I'm pregnant. So I just get smashed with pregnancy clothes ads all the time, which is actually very convenient. Anyway, that's a digression, but I was looking at an account the other day about how important it is, how important risk-taking is for childhood development and like play and for us as parents to not be so like hovery and averse to them taking risks, but actually how critical that is for them to develop a whole array of essential life skills. And I was thinking like, how easy is it for us as mothers or any parent to read about that and really resonate with that, but then also forget that like the number one place that they are learning that throughout their lives, they are absorbing so much is how Mm. we model that behavior. And like, sure, Ella might not be old enough to understand like, wow, mommy took a big financial risk with blah, blah, blah. But like, look at her go. She reaped the reward, but she actually like, that's not that far from the truth. Like she is a hundred percent observing my way of being. And so I think it's so important for any parent to be so aware of like, are you really walking your talk? Like it's one thing to recognize and know cognitively that risk-taking is important for your child, but like are you embodying that? Because I think the number one place our kids learn is not like when we say, yeah, go for it on the swing set, but also how they see you living and breathing and operating day to day. That's where they're getting their life cues. That's where they're understanding the sense of safety. So if we can cultivate a greater sense of safety around risk in the way that we trust ourselves in our own lives, our children really do learn to develop that skill in a much more integrated way in themselves. So relate. And they have a saying here in 
Denmark called uh, it's, I don't know the phrase for it in Danish, but like it's like helicopter parenting. <laughs> it's yeah, literally totally. see, I'm sure it's everywhere, right? It's universal, but like that this like hovering parent on the playground, like following after the kids so they don't fall. And like we were at the park the other day, even and Emma was like trying to slide down the side of this like little mound, like you know five feet, and we just were to the side. And this other man like came over and was like gonna catch her. And we're like, thank you, but she's good. She's <laughs> like, good. Let her go. Yeah, totally. And it, yeah, it was it was so interesting to see how instinctual that is. But also, you know, I was just thinking like, I don't have it. I'm not. I'm definitely not the perfect mother in every area of my life and I, and in every element. I would love to hear a time maybe when you felt like you lost that in yourself and like how you refound it or if you have because I know for myself and I, I'm sure a lot of other women who are moms or might want to be moms like you know you lose that like today Emma grabbed my like $400 hat and scrunched it and I screamed you know and I was like yeah oh in late and you're like holy shit did I just scar them for life and like you know but like you find compassion and, and right and there's there's that whole journey but like using the tools that we have the best that we can to 80, 90, 75, whatever percentage we actually are doing yeah. it. Thankfully, nobody's counting, but can you recall a time where you kind of feel like you've lost yourself or had that like dip in, you know, this is who I am. And how did you lead yourself back to who you are and who I know so many of us can connect to you as? Yeah, totally. Oh my God. Like every single day. I mean, yeah. with in parenting specifically, I think about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to share this story. Um, but I think about this all the time and, you know, with the risk taking thing in particular, like the other day, yesterday. So I mentioned Toby leaves super early at like six or six 30. Our nanny gets here at eight and, um, I really had to pee and like, hello, pregnant, but I was like, okay, Ella can just like do her thing. She was like in the hallway. I kept the door open. I was like peeing like my pregnant self on the toilet and she was like moving a chair and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let her do that because like, she's just working it out. She's figuring out how to move. She pulled the chair back and she kind of like pinned herself against a wall and the chair, like it didn't like crush her, but it was it was trapping her and she like burst into tears and started crying. So I like got up like my pants down to my ankles and was like running over oh to her. and I was like, Oh my God, like, did I make the wrong decision there? But you know, like, so I don't know that just popped into my head is like literally happened yesterday, but also this happens to me all the time when I'm parenting Ella solo between the time our nanny leaves at four and whenever Toby gets home, which is literally like when she's in the bath and about to, you know, within 20 minutes of her going down to sleep, I'm with her. And there are sometimes are times that I like, I need to respond to my team about something or I'm, I, I need to check in on my phone because I haven't quite wrapped something up for the day. And I, I constantly wonder it, to myself in those moments, like, am I not being present enough for her? Or is this like, I know that being present with your child is the most important thing that you can give them. And yet I also every day have moments where I'm not present with her and I question myself mm -hmm. and I wonder, am I doing a good enough job or, you know, is this whatever? Like, I think we can doubt that all the time. And the way that I really lead myself back is number one, having compassion with myself and knowing that I'm doing the best I can. Number two, kind of catching myself in awareness in those moments and just communicating to her, like telling mommy's just wrapping something up and then really doing my best. So like letting her know what's going on and also finding a way to make it about her having an opportunity to self-direct and she is super independent and she flows really beautifully between, you know, time engaged with me or with whoever and like reading a book by herself or like making up a game and babbling and talking to herself. And so I think also taking some pressure off of like, oh my God, if I'm like on my phone for five minutes, I'm ruining her like sense of attachment. Totally. Actually, she's fine. Like she's chilling. She's learning. She's like exploring. Um, so I think just taking some of that pressure off, but I, I have moments where I question myself literally every single day. Yeah. Well, I'm right there with you yeah. we constantly and emma got an ipad for christmas because of all the travel we've been doing 
And I, I mean, talk about like total mom guilt. You're like, does she have it? Does she not? How much is too much? I need to do some, like, it, it's just you literally do the best you can with the tools that you have, which I think is like the only thing we can ever ask of ourselves in any area of life. So you mentioned Minted, you're working with clients through how is Rise going? What is coming up that you can share with us? Like, we're not at the end here, but I'm just always so curious of how, you know, how you balance your motherhood and your work, but like really in how you create your your world to fit where you are. And I think it would be, I think I'm inspired to hear what you're setting up for your, for your maternity leave and how your business, I know is not going to stop running with you, you know, being in the the newborn phase again. So I think, and I think it'd be really inspiring for our listeners to, yeah, be expanded in that area. So totally. I can absolutely. I mean, rise is going amazing. This year is just it's so incredible. The women in it are amazing. We have two incredible support coaches this year, one in each. So we have two different cohorts in Rise, which are based on time zone. All of the women are just amazing. The two support coaches, Anna and Charlene, are incredible. And it's a very, very tight-knit group, a lot of infrastructure, a lot of high touch. I'm, I'm just, I couldn't be prouder of them. And I'm so stoked for what is unfolding for all of them. It is amazing as well. It's the first program that I've taught on money. I feel like is such an important piece of uh, not just my product suite, but it's such an important transmission to be out in the world because I think a lot of women really feel disempowered, even coaches in the entrepreneurial space and even coaches who are generating and bringing in a lot of cash who really have no effing idea what they're doing with money or how to manage Mm. money or how to move money into different asset classes or how to think about money and turn it into wealth. Mm. And so I'm loving leading that program. It's really juicy and very like meaty and feels like a really safe space to get into the stuff that like feels uncomfortable to talk about with a, and I'm obviously not like a professional financial advisor, but I have invested a lot in skilling myself up and receiving mentorship from, you know, a lot of different kinds of people who really know money and to be able to synthesize a lot of that and share it and just deliver it in a no fluff way has been super fun. So I'm loving that. And yeah, we are absolutely prepping for maternity leave. My team is incredible. We just sent out an email actually to our clients today, three plus months early, just letting them know what our mat leave plan is, which honestly, Vic has a lot of flexibility in it. So I'm giving myself anywhere like up to six weeks completely offline and then slowly starting to come back realistically and knowing myself. And, you know, (laughs) we... I will come back sooner than that. I think one of the main reasons and this, I know this is so different for every woman. This is absolutely not to say this is like the way, but in my last birth, I know I, I started coming back, certainly not full force, just like drip feeding it, private clients for just like really slow like that within the first three weeks. And I really believe that that helped me to not experience any postpartum depression. Um, I think there's a lot of factors that go into postpartum depression, of course. And I definitely had some postpartum anxiety, a million zillion percent, just like, is she breathing? Like, is she okay? Is everything okay? But I think a real support for me was feeling while there is like so much identity shift, particularly with your first, I was still very anchored in my identity of like my work and, and so in love with my work that it really, I was able to be very present in that newborn phase while also like very slowly start to dabble back. And I really believe that helped me start to integrate what I imagine could have felt like two very distinct and almost incompatible worlds had I waited like mm-hmm. months, for example, I think it would have been much harder to come back. So this time I'm just, I'm giving myself like three to six weeks completely off. And then we're just going to start to slowly integrate it back in. Again, we've communicated that to our clients like three plus months early, and we are going to be launching some really beautiful stuff. My team is actually planning to do its full, not only first full launch, 
completely by themselves, but also delivery. So I have a program called Leap Year, which is a one-year experience with me. Minted is part of that. There's like several other programs that are part of that. It's honestly so freaking juicy. I don't know why I waited this long to create it. It's so good. (laughs) It includes all the live programs that I run all year. There's coaching calls. There's like an incredible resource library, support coaches. Like there's just a ton of infrastructure. And my team, one of the programs that comprises Leap Year is called Baby Got Backend. And which I totally got the inspo for doing like a little booty shake in my um, photo shoot. And I was like, oh, this is the name for this program. Cause we knew we wanted to create a program because we get asked (laughs) all the time, like, how do you guys do this? And what's your team's method for this? And our team is so incredible. Like I would not be able to run a multi-million dollar business without them. There's just no way. And so they are actually in the process right now of creating this entire backend blueprint to how we run, mm-hmm. like the actual how, like the processes, the systems, the tech, the workflows that our company uses to operate. And um, so they're going to be leading that and delivering that while I am out <laughs> on maternity leave. So, which is actually like so meaningful on so many levels. It's so meta because literally the backend is how we are able to still sell offers and, and do all that while I'm out on mat leave. And they're going to be literally teaching the how, as that is in execution. The le- the levels of, yeah. And that comes back to like your self-trust, the, you know, the practices and the principles that you have, like, it's not like you just hired your team last year and you're like, we go let's right. Like this has been years in the making. You oh, are, yeah. you know, I was just having a conversation with actually Kat, you know, Kat Zineski. We were having a, she's going to be a a guest on the podcast as well. And we were, we were talking about, you know, the journey between when we got that hit of like, oh, there's something more. And then where we are now. Right. And like, just how, how wild that journey is, but like how it takes time. Right. And there's ways to accelerate it. And there's ways to, you know, invest and move forward. And there's also these times of, down and slow and still that are natural to take and the full circle of it anyway but I would love to hear you know we've talked a lot about present Kate but like that moment if you have or can recall that that moment that changed it all for you the moment that you felt like oh shit there is something bigger that I'm being called to do and yeah just illuminating briefly, you know, I don't know how long ago it was, but (laughs) take all the time you want. But, you know, the moment that you felt things shift into this version of who you are. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think of my, so I've never said this before, but I think of like the versions of ourself. This is such a weirdly techie answer for a very not techie person, but I'm like, I'm like a software. We all are. Like, I am not just like V2. I'm like V741 of myself right now. And I'm constantly upgrading, getting an internal, you know, hardware, software, whatever upgrade. There have been so many moments along the way. And I think it's a practice of like continually cultivating those moments. You can do that every morning in your journal, but you know, in terms of like a catalytic spark that like turned the direction for me, I mean, a couple moments come to mind in like the big picture arch and trajectory of my timeline. The first is when I quit my teaching job. This was in the summer of 2014. I had no idea I wanted to do what I'm now doing. Like no freaking idea. Like not in a million years could I have dreamed this, but I knew that I wanted to do something else. I knew that I wanted to continue to impact a lot of people to be in front of the room. I knew I was a teacher and a facilitator by nature, but that this was not it. And so mm-hmm. the risk of quitting and I had like just turned 26. So I was officially not able to go on my parents' health insurance. Like I was just kicked out of the nest. I quit my job. I didn't have a net. And I just was like, there's something more. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to, you know, being in Bali and having made that leap, but still not having arrived. I got a job because I was out of money and I was watching at this point, I was dreaming about starting my own business. I was seeing other entrepreneurs doing it, but I had so much imposter syndrome, such a story of like, oh, well, like she's crushing it as a coach. And this was like before coaching really took off. This was in 2017. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I was like, I am too late to this. Or like, I don't really know if I, the world doesn't need me. They've got her, like why? And the moment that really stands out for me was getting, again, getting myself, I talk about this all the time, getting myself in the room. I joined this like one month in-person incubator mastermind thing where I had to go three days a week to a co-working space, sit in a room with other people and like keep my ass accountable to what the hell I was doing and committing to. And I tell you, Vic, like I spent about a year and a half just like dicking around myself behind my computer in cafes being like, yeah, like I'd love to do that to like fucking hell. Okay. I guess I'll be launching this within four weeks. And sure enough, May of 2017, Kate Scudder did her first live stream, like literally my legs shaking under the table, like, but just like put it out there. And that moment, it really is the power of a decision. I don't know when this episode Mm -hmm. is going to air. I'm hosting a masterclass. If you, if it's past, then you can DM me and ask me for the replay, but, um, called decided. It's all about the power of deciding what gets to happen next for you. And these Mm -hmm. moments that I can define as the most transformational, the most like truly transformative have been the moments of recognizing the agency that I have and the ability that I have to choose what comes next for me. And that usually is followed by a risk you know, quitting Mm -hmm. a job with no freaking game plan, putting myself out there, freaking terrified, um, leaving everything to move to the other side of the world, investing like fuck tons of money. Like there, these are all actions that are preceded by a recognition of like, I have a choice to stay put, or I have a choice to move. And given the choice, I am always going to move. Oh, goosebumps. It's a decision. You're, what's that like quote? That's like, you're one decision away from another, a, a whole new life. And like, I think it's a little bit corny, but honestly, it's like so true. And I have found that in myself time and time and time again, like here is the option and here is the decision. Do, like you can't not make one, right? Even not making a decision is making a decision. <laughs> so totally. A million percent. You might as well put some energy behind it and like claim. Like I learned that, you know, so much in Rise and working with you of like, yes or no. Like I love your no just as much as I love your yes. Like opting not to do something is just as important and impactful oh, as opting percent. in to do something. Totally. A hundred percent. I mean, it's like the house that I told you, like, ouch, yikes, $15,000 bandaid like ripped off. But like, that is a clear no. And I'm aware of the loss and I'm going to cut and take that loss. But like that is that no was such an empowered, sacred, holy no, even though it came with some fallout. And so it's not about saying yes to everything, like a la Jim Carrey in that movie, like when, you know, like, it's about making every decision based on like a deeply sourced sense of intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And t- keep coming back to that That's spot. <laughs> oh, well, I never want this conversation to end, but I also know you are a very busy mama and have created so much abundance for our listeners, so much impact. And please, tell us how we can get more of you in our lives if that is what we desire I mean I I've had so much of you that I want to share so what are the best ways for people to connect with you right now and in the future a hundred percent well thank you so much for sharing and having me on the show it's been so beautiful to be here I love you and I hope that your community gets a ton out of this thanks for listening guys so definitely Instagram is the best place to connect with me it's me and my dms come say hi i'd love to hear if you listen to this like what you most took out of this episode so always feel free to dm me i'm at kate scudder i also host a podcast called born to rise which i share weekly sometimes two times a week episodes over there i love the podcast and i share a lot of exclusive content there so you can come check that out You can also head over to my website if you want to learn more about my different offerings. That's katecait.co. And let's see, April 4th. So yeah, Leap Year is open year round, an incredible place to plug in and really just drop into that frequency of consistent support. I know Vic, you're no stranger to this and 
like joining Rise and joining other programs for a long-term container. But I think that there is so much magic when we don't do the like Tinder for coaches thing and like, like flit from coach to coach and like, you know, two week this to two week that, but like really land and have mm-hmm. consistent support for a longer period of time. I think there's so much magic to that. And so Leap Year is a really beautiful place to drop into that and just have that consistent mentorship for a year. So if you are interested in learning more about any of that, you can send me a DM and I'd love to connect with you. So good. She really means it and she's really in the DMs because I've been there with her. <laughs> and yeah, I, I cannot speak more highly of, of having you in your in my corner and in those corners that people will let them have and even in times when you know I was like this is all over I'm never gonna get out of here you were there and, and having that consistent support was catalytic in having what we have today so, so deepest beautiful. thank you from me and my family and my clients and really the impact so so beautiful it's honestly such an honor such an honor and i'm it's so cool and we're on your podcast now hello hello Hello. (laughs) (laughs) yes so thank you so much for listening thank you for joining and if you resonated or vibed or got something from today i mean how could you not i'm always listening asking you to listen for your golden nuggets and please share them with us in the dms because I mean, here we are having this amazing conversation, but when we can feel the impact of this time spent together, it is, it's life-giving. It propels me and I'm having major goosebump moments. So please, please, please share with us and uh, we'll see you next time.